Welcome everyone to, I think this is now episode seven of um, what's becoming a absolute mainstay in everyone's podcast library. So uh, this is the GigCX Decoded podcast and here we are to talk about how GigCX can play a role in, in the modern world. And um, so this is all about giving people a bit more information about what GigCX is um, for anyone that's listening to understand how it could benefit them and also what are the what are the main challenges around it. So purpose of the show is to educate. Uh, we bring on people that know a lot more about these sorts of things than myself. And we bring on some industry powerhouses of which today we have Neil Ray from VXI Solutions. Neil, lovely to meet you. Very nice to meet you as well. Welcome to the show. So um, we, we're going to get into the main structure, but I think it was probably a good, good place to start. Uh, give our listeners a bit about bit about you and, and VXI and, and you know what you guys get up to I think it's fair to say you've been in this uh been in this trade for a little while <laughs> I have I have <laughs> um you know, happy to be here so I'm uh, Neil Ray so I'm the chief digital officer of VXI we are a technology led uh, contact center organization and you know my role is a, a very unique role uh you know it's been 20 some odd years in this in this organization maybe you can see that by way of my my white beard that started red um, when I jumped into the industry, but um, ultimately we are a, a world-leading uh, contact center organization. And you know, my role as chief digital officer is to really embrace new and emerging technology and trends, uh, and make sure that we leverage those trends to unlock value uh, within both our customer and client base, but then also within the employee base. Um, and gig is a, to me a very fascinating concept to uh, to be discussing today. Yeah, great stuff. It's lovely to have you on the show. We um, we 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 find that we um, as a as a company and as a solution, it sort of sits alongside a lot of what what sort of the outsourcing of BPO world does. And there, um, and as, as you know, we're 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 in a harmonious relationship with VXI, and there's there's opportunities that we're all we're all you know we're all keen to look at. But so you know we're, we're um. We're going to get an industry perspective here from 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 you and from from the BPO world. You said you're in a, a unique role. Does that make you unique, or is it your role unique? <laughs> I'll say a little bit of both uh, on both <laughs> sides. You know, I think I think I'm I'm unique. I'm my always my authentic self. You are. Um, but uh, you know, I think again, we're in a unique time uh, within the industry, and that's one of the reasons I'm very proud to be a part of of VXI is is looking at how we deal with these unique tailwinds and headwinds in the industry. Mm. I, I do feel that VXI has a unique approach to how to address the the needs of the market, both consumer and, and buyers. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, no, no surprise. I'm going to absolutely advocate that. I mean, we we get to work. You know, the origins of, of our business come from the BPO world, and we get to talk to lots of BPOs. And um, VXI is a breath of fresh air when it comes to the technology and the way of working and the nimbleness and all that sort of stuff. So um, you, you, you're breaking the, uh, the the muscle memory of what a, what a BPO looks like, in my humble opinion. But there we go. Uh, right, so let's, let's get into it. We have a, you know, we have a general chit-chat. We're going to throw some questions at you just to get your perspectives, and we'll, and we'll see where the, the conversation goes. But um, so, I mean, the, the, the first thing really is I'd like to open up these um, sessions with is, from your perspective, given where we are in the middle of October, in what has been a pretty tumultuous year, what, what are the big things that are affecting 
the CX industry right now. And by the way, we've only got about 20 minutes. So yeah. Yeah. So keep, <laughs> keep it brief, which can be difficult. <laughs> you know, I, I think there's three different lenses that, that that we as an organization look through things and 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 I've always um, done, which is if you think about the changing headwinds as it relates to the employee experience, I think the pandemic has changed the employee uh, expectations on where they want to work and how they want to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that definitely is something that we are seeing as an industry, you know, how to look to retain our staff, how to make sure that we have flexibility within our working environment. Uh, it has a financial material, financial impact, but then also there's a direct correlation to the employee experience and the customer mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, different expectations, higher expectations um, from the employee perspective. Mm-hmm. That then moves to to the consumer. The consumer, you know, the pandemic has accelerated a lot of expectations in the digital world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you think about effortless, and you think about resolution. That's another uh, very interesting, um, changing trend, evolving trend. Not just in the last year, but perhaps the last three years. Um, again, the pandemic really moved and shifted a lot of buying dynamics to to the the digital space. And then the third element is technology. You know, if you look at the role of technology and how it's also looking to transform. Uh, our our customer experience industry. Uh, mm. So you think about the the advocation of self help and non digital agent assisted interactions and and how we how we address kind of the ex to the cx to the to the tech to the technology experience and and how we bring this into a new and emerging operating environment. So mm. a lot of very unique trends going on right now in the industry. Yeah, I think the I mean the, the thing I picked out most from from that Neil was the is the pace. It feels like. Every year, I mean, and I've, I've been in this industry a long time, more from a technology perspective than anything else. You know, I was, I was, I remember when you know IVR hit the world, and and social media hit the world, and and uh, chatbots hit the world, and virtual assistant, you know, and and, uh, and and then the pace was was frenetic. But it feels like the the pace of uh, adoption, both you know, technology aside, but also the expectations is is you know, is significantly different than it's ever been. And I, I wonder if COVID really sped that up because it changed you know in my opinion there was the uh mindset if you like the organizations were you know you 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 we bring the people to the work right that's there's a workplace we bring you to the work and that's that's where it goes and what what um happened was the advert you know technology um really increased in the background so that you know the 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 stability of broadband as one and the collaboration you know, we, we all then remember our days in lockdown where we're all on Zoom or Teams or you know webinars and that sort of stuff. We just and and but it was stable. It worked well. And if that had happened five years prior, it probably wouldn't. So it, it we, there was you were forced into doing something because of because of COVID. But then it the technology infrastructure was was in, was okay. I'm sure there were a few information security officers out there that had to just put their fingers in their ears when they sent all their agents home. Uh, to, to carry on working but you know they've probably taken them out by now so is that but but what it what it changed in my you know from where I was looking at it was people like this is okay like everyone's everyone's at home everyone's still working and that whole mindset from an employer perspective that people aren't going to work if they're not in the office where we get to see them and the technology then made it okay the quality and the kind of work ethic seemed to be seemed to be fine and that's you know that's then filtered out into the into the customer so the customers don't want to be tethered to a certain place channel location the same as the employee base and it seems like all this is now made it's made the next generation of adoption speed up much more quickly yeah 
I think you're spot on. You know, it's it's what I I like to refer to the patience of impatience, right? Just sure. you know, the the employees and customers um, do have a degree of patience, but also impatience towards resolution and making it easy. You know, mm. whether that be from their working environment, uh, as you said and referenced, uh, sort of this hybrid is here to stay. Whether it be you know working at home virtually or working in an office, <clears throat> but then also where individuals want to work and how they want to work. Mm. You know, and it's the same for consumers. You know, consumers have a a patience. There was the introduction because of the pandemic and this the velocity of change uh, and pace of change. Um, but then they also have the impatience on make it easy, <clears throat> make it effortless. How do I how do I connect with somebody that is a champion of a brand that can help me resolve my issue in in, in the quickest in quickest you know means possible in whatever my channel of choice is. So I think that patience and impatience, both at the employee side and the consumer side, and this is where I think the organizations that will make a significant and material difference are the ones that recognize that and try and enable right. solutions that make it better, both from the employee side and the consumer side. Yeah, I agree. So I mean, this is nudging nicely into the whole concept of, of, um, of GigCX, really, because it, it provides, an, like you said, a brand, you know, the ability for people to connect to, to brand ambassadors. How would you, um, probably putting you on the spot a bit here, but how would you describe what GigCX is? Because uh, whenever I come on the show, I, I normally do that, but it sounds a bit like I'm trying to sell it. So, But I'm always interested in how would you describe to your friend or family what, what GigCX is? Yeah, I think it's 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 an option in a new and emerging channel. You know, we at, at, at VXI, we really embrace self-help. You know, we look at yeah. non-agent assisted interactions, you know, making it easy for the consumer. But there's going to be contact types and there's going to be interactions that are required. Um, and how how do you enable that in a environment where you've got some flexibility, um, flexibility from a workforcing standpoint, flexibility from a resolution? Uh, and then ultimately, how do you recognize consumers buying dynamics where they want to work with individuals that are brand ambassadors? Mm. They feel there's a higher degree of confidence and trust when they're engaging with somebody that is very passionate about the brand. And so, you know, again, if you think about this trend of the, the employee experience and providing flexible solutions, and then how do you look at the obsession of customers and making it easy and focusing in on mm. a resolution this is where gig you know, provides a, a extremely unique solution. You know, you're allowing the employees to have some flexibility. You're allowing individuals that are very passionate about brands. Uh, and, and you know, and this is one of one of the the strong points that I, I look at with with Limitless. I think you're a world class organization that's creating a software solution that connects the two. You know, that provides the, the the appropriate level of crowdsourcing and flexibility from an employee standpoint, but then also connects customers uh, to individuals that understand the brand and can have an easy speed uh, to resolution. Um, mm -hmm. and, I, and again, I think it's a very new and emerging trend. Uh, traditionally, it was sort of self-help, you know, and then moved yeah. into a traditional contact center, a human being in a chair. But gig, I think, is a is definitely a new and emerging channel uh, of choice and and for both businesses and for consumers. Yeah, it's a neat way of putting it. I think the um like you say, there was there was a big sort of rush for self-help. So it's like that, you know, sometimes the best demand is no demand, you know, and and so self-help. And then you had the kind of rush for automation around chatbots and virtual assistants. And then you've still got obviously the need for people to be sat on seats. Now where those seats are is obviously changing, but where Gig Six sort of plays a role in that is is that um, it, you know, benefit of both ways because it's people, but it's also providing them with actual domain expertise, and it can drive a shift left strategy. It can just, it can drive them onto self help in the future. But I, I 
would doubt anybody in this world would would question the the principle of sometimes if I had a problem with with a product, would I prefer to talk to somebody who's got the product or not? Now, okay, there's nuances behind that, but you know, as a broad principle, the answer is going to be a resounding a resounding yes, right? And the the uh, sometimes in the contact center world, people are you know, and I can testify to this, and I've talked about this on the show before, which is like my first ever job was in a contact center, right? I was 18 years old, so not long ago, and um and I was working in this aftercare for uh, like consumer electronics. So you bought a load of you bought anything from a you know from a from a store, and then you needed like um, technical support after it. And you might have been lucky enough to come through to me. Now I had absolutely no brand loyalty whatsoever it was just a job right it was an entry job stayed out for a couple of years really enjoyed it now it was my first kind of white collar job really and um I loved it but I had no relationship to the brand or the industry it wasn't a thing it was just a job you know it's a means to an end you know and that and because of the wage pressures of contact centers being typically a cost center i.e they get given a budget to work to in relation to how much is sold up front the drive is always to serve it as cheaply as possible with as high quality as possible. But we all know that it puts a pressure on the, on the cost where it's typically just above kind of minimum wage. It's in that sort of area. So it attracts the sort of people like me, you know, 20 or 25 years ago where I take it as a job with no relationship to the brand. And then that, that means you've got this sort of army of people that are working to represent brands, but aren't necessarily, have, don't have any relationship with the brand and I always have this sort of thing in the back of my mind and so imagine you walk into like a I don't know like an Apple call center or you know one of the other ones that say and you go right everyone stop what they're doing put your hand up if you've actually got this product or not and you just think how many would actually put their hand up and the rush to sort of drive economies of scale and and performance can can lose the lose the connection that, but when you then, then something you picked on a, a minute ago, which is that if you think the amount of money that's being spent on influencers at the moment in social media circles, you know, it's huge amounts of money are being awarded to people to help influence brands mm-hmm. and influence others to buy from their brand. For, for, I mean, that's, I mean, for me, like GigsyX is kind of that, but on the sports side. You're putting influences in for, but for support to just say, yeah, I've genuinely got this product, and this is how I've solved it. You know, and then you get that kind of relationship, and you feel like something's a bit more tangible. Yeah, I, I, I think you're you're spot on with that. You know, I, I always look at my, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a proud father of a 20 year old boy, and he's the future consumer. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the, the end of the day, you know, he's an advocate. I'll call it gamer and electronic mm-hmm. junkie that. He has he has ideas and knowledge that can lead towards resolution. And so, if you think about the business needs of how can you connect a consumer to those individuals that are very knowledgeable and passionate about a business and a brand, if you can create a platform that connects the two, that yeah. allows towards a, a, a speedy resolution, uh, and then does it in a cost-effective manner, that also addresses a workforce need uh, within a business. And and that to me is nirvana. You know, that's mm-hmm. what you know the business needs there, the consumers needs there, the you know, the, the actual buyer of, of a, a client or customer's products, you know, if you mm-hmm. can connect them in an environment um, that leads towards a resolution, uh, you're addressing a significant amount of, of 
needs, again, both from the consumer side and the business side and the employer side. Mm. Uh, I think that's what GigCX um, and I think Limitless as an organization, you know, I, I do feel is a, is a world leading organization that has then provided that platform. Mm. Um, and it's very intriguing and it's new and it's and it's emerging uh, and it's a it's a cog, we'll call it in that experience world. Mm. Much like you said, whether it be social media or IVRs or, you know, the, the traditional ACD, there, there are things that disrupt. Um, and I think GigCX is an area of disruption that should be leveraged and should be listened to. Hmm. Do, do you think there's a, um, I'm, I'm always intrigued because sometimes you can get drunk on your own happy juice, right? But do, do you think as a, you know, as a, somebody in the industry that understands how all these things work and you've got your close connection with your customers, do you think there's a stigma associated with, with GigCX and, and because of the word gig, or do you think there's anything that's that's not clear in the industry? And how do you think that that goes down? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a lack of uh, awareness and understanding. You know, I think gig right. is a very broad term. Um, you know, you have the uh, we'll call it the food delivery services and transportation side of the world that obviously is brought and caught up in in a lot of PR and press. Mm. Uh, as it relates to ensuring that individuals, you know, are they contract workers versus employees? Um, but I think we need to double click down on gig uh, and we need to better understand what is the role and the solution of gig within your operating environment. You know, are the individuals really um, dedicated <laughs> and doing this work on a full time basis? Um, you know, all, is it their only sense of income? Um, you know, I think that's one classification. And then, you know, as we've referenced in this conversation, you have individuals that uh, are doing it because they're passionate about a brand. Um, mm. They actually have another job. And and what they want to mm. do is just have a platform to amplify their voice, where they want to talk to fellow uh, individuals and consumers that are uh, inquiring or or, or or exploring a new product or having a, an issue with supporting that product. And they want to help. And they want to they find an avenue where they can help resolve uh, or address certain issues that they have in their head. And so I think that's where when you double click on gig, uh, you've got subcategories within gig. You know, and, I, and, and I've always advised and encouraged buyers uh, to look at the role of gig in their operating environment. And what are you trying to address? You know, for me, gig is an offshoot of work at home. You know, and that was something that was a very big, significant disruption uh, because of the pandemic. Um, but gig is not here to replace work at home. There's a role for work at home, a human being in a chair, you know, in a scheduled traditional workforce manner. But Gig is an element and a layer uh, and a flavor of that that ultimately, again, can can help enhance the customer experience and the business needs uh, and the business experience as well. So I think, mm -hmm. again, it's further education and awareness and understanding of not a general term of gig, but really diving deep into, you know, what does gig mean for me you know, as a buyer or what does you know, gig mean to me as a provider? Yeah, you. I mean, that's really useful. I look at it. You touched on something there, which was... Um, that there are people that it's not their primary job, but also there's people, there's this, you know, the amount of people that just want to, they just want to help. Now, yeah. I, I find sometimes the easiest way to help people understand what, what GigCX is, is that, you know, everyone's familiar with communities and forums, mm -hmm. which creates an opportunity for people who want to help and have got the skills to help to come on when they want and they're not pressurized to help. They can go at their own free will and, mm -hmm. And, and it taps into that innate skill or that innate need that people genuinely have in their personality, which is they want to help others. So they see the means to help and I've got the product knowledge and here's my perspective. The, the problems with problems, the, um, 
the, the things that community forums perhaps don't have in their locker is they can they're not a, a channel that could be relied on in terms of performance because people are there to be able to pick and choose what they want to work on so there's stuff that might not be worked on but they might also uh give things up halfway or sometimes there can be rogue conversations as we all know on community forums things can go a little bit you know off off piece so but but the essence of what a community forum is is you know as as i've mentioned but so what gigcx does is is operationalizes that that's the right terminology for it to put it into a a framework which people are very used to i.e response times there's a need for resolution and there's actually a financial reward mechanism whereas community forums don't you all you have is you might get some swag or some points or something but you're not actually you know getting whole, cold hard cash so what gigs doing is taking community forums injecting it with steroids rewarding people financially for what they do and the same principles there turn up because you can not because you're scheduled answer things if you can because you've got the skill set and there's no um nothing stopping you giving things up if you want to like halfway through a conversation so there's no pressure to work and there's no uh you know essentials into management and stuff and it's kind of like that for me is the easiest way to kind of get people to understand what the what what gigsex is all about communities on steroids i think we found our new way of describing it there you go yeah, no, and I I take it even further. Actually, I, I talk you know, trust is a, a very important yeah. word for me. And and you think about, and again, I'm very much obsessed, and and we are at VXI with the employee experience and the customer experience. But if you think about what what I see as as the next trend, it's moving from experience to trust, because mm-hmm. trust is an element of resolution. Um, and you know, if you consumers are trying to explore and find channels and support mechanisms that they can trust that is giving them accurate information that's helping them resolve whatever their business situation is. Mm. And I think ultimately, if you look at what gig does is gig as a, a subset in your operating environment can have another um, platform that provides a safe platform where individuals can trust that platform to resolve whatever their, their issue is. And, and if they can't, you know, then what is the next mechanism and what's the next avenue when you want to do that in an effortless fashion? So I think trust is a very important term. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what gig does provide. It, you can connect a, a trusted source to help you understand your situation and help you move towards a resolution for your situation. If, if only you could, um, if only you could like physically manifest trust into something that is objectively measured because the yeah. problem with trust and empathy which is the that the words that companies chase a lot you know we we want more trust we want to build more empathy we want more authenticity and and but it's very hard to to demonstrate that or physically touch something but yeah if you connect customers who need help with customers who've got the products and they say, yeah, I can, I can help you. I think there's a good way of actually saying we are, you know, we're physically doing something here mm. and, and that should play out, you know, in, in feedback scores and things like that. But the, just that core principle of the, the, the thing that I find with gig sets is it's ubiquitous, right? Because everybody that we that talk to either a, an expert who's providing help for, let's say, you know, one of our brands like PlayStation, right? So you touched on, you know, your son being in, you've been, being a gamer. So, there's people out there that you know helping others. So on with with, uh, with PlayStation, and yeah, you know, being able to someone say I need some help, and there's another gamer that says I've got this. But you can physically make that connection, 
and you can and somebody's going to walk away with that and go that's brilliant but everybody whether we're talking to the expert or the person asking the question or the client like playstation or you or me we are all customers so that we can all relate to this because we put on our work hats and we go to work and we have these sorts of conversations and we're you know we have our laptop all day and make some numbers change on spreadsheets and then um and then then we go and buy something off the shelf or of you know, website or something, we have a problem with customer service. And then we we put our customer hat on and we go down the the customer corridors, as we as I call it, and we go through these experiences. So everybody can it's that's what I mean by it being ubiquitous. Everybody can, you know, can can relate to this because everybody is a customer of a brand. And I bet there are actually I'll ask you a question, Neil. What if you were to be a if you were to be a gig expert, what brand would you be a gig expert for? What what are your what do you have? Who, who would you say? Yeah, I'm, I love this brand. I've already, you know, I'd, I'd be able to help others. Yeah, it's a it's a great question. You know, I, I think it can move across various verticals, right? You know, you, you think of it as just you know, my mom. My mom called me last night because she was having an issue with her cable box. You know, and, and I said, hey, I can help you. I can I can actually help troubleshoot that. So that's just a simple cable box. And you think about yeah. how many contact types when someone's cable box just isn't operating and. You power cycle it. You unplug it for 45 seconds to a minute and you plug it back in and it resets. Again, that's a speed to resolution. And, and that's a very common you know, contact type within the industry. So I would say cable is one area, can be represented by many, many brands out there. You know, I'm, I'm certainly a super user on Apple uh, as well. And so you think about some of the, the, mm. the knowledge that I have, it, it's probably limited if I were to compare it to my son. But again, I can help. I can help individuals uh, and I can help them look to resolve. And you think about washers and dryers and refrigerators and TVs. As you said, we're all consumers. You know, we all have a level of knowledge in our head. And this is where for me, how do you connect a consumer situation, no matter what the vertical is or the brand, how do you connect it to the easiest and the most efficient and effective means to resolution? And that ultimately is where I think gig, it should always start with self-help. You should meet a customer in their channel of choice. Then you mm-hmm. may move from self-help into a non-agent assisted, as you said, the introduction mm-hmm. of a bot or whatever it may be. And then this is where gig emerges now as a, a yep. new and interesting channel of, okay, well, if it can't be driven through self-help in my channel of choice and it can't be non-agent assisted, you know, don't make it difficult as I move through these respective stages. But if you can now connect me in a new channel of gig, where I'm actually connected to an individual and an effective and an efficient means can resolve my situation. I'm all in. And, and that to me ultimately drives an NPS. You know, I want to promote this brand because they made it easy. They made it effective. I had a high degree of trust uh, in con- contacting this business and this brand and it helped me resolve my issue. And that's what more, more businesses want that more customers. Yeah. Employees want that. And that, that, you know, that goes on to that point I was saying, but they've, People are spending gazillions on influencers because they want that halo effect of people saying, yeah, this brand's brilliant, but what a better way, you know, in the, in the support world. So, well, there we go. So um, you could be an Apple expert, be a white goods expert and a cable box uh, technical <laughs> expert. We'll keep that in mind because yeah, you, we'll see as limitless expand. So um, as we, so as we get to the end of this, so, you know, what, so what, what I've heard here, which has been fantastic chat, which is about how um, gig provide, gig sex provides trust. It provides a new channel, a new new way of connecting to brands, um, and the introduction of it in the right way, so that you have this concept of you know self help or identification of what people need, and then from that making a routing decision or something to bring gig in as a viable option to to help people. Mm. Um, 
so for those organizations that are listening to this or if you were to offer your advice about gig where would you say what advice would you give them to to, to allow them to look at this as a viable option as a you know given your industry experience and what you what you know from, from what you um you know, from what you validated about um the whole model yeah I, I think my advice would be you know what's the role of gig within your operating environment you right. know I, i've got the privilege of, of leading our cx advisory group our consulting organization um within vxi and, and we spend a lot of time talking about uh, what is the new and emerging trends in technology uh, happening in the marketplace and you know, we often spend a lot of time talking about gig and where does gig fit within your operating environment so if you if you think about this next generation environment of leading with self-help and looking at non-agent assisted mm-hmm. typically would then immediately jump to a human being in a chair somewhere in the world um and and i think gig is now a new and emerging trend and if you think about some of the the headwinds that we all face uh, in the economy right now, cost is important. Cost, quality, and resolution, <laughs> and and your promoter scores are all key elements that everybody, every buyer has to face. Yeah, I think trust is important. You know, with a with a, a BPO partner, you know, you've got to find the right individual that's willing to have a dialogue and a discussion around an emerging trend like gig, uh, and then have a environment where you can talk about what's the role and how can you truly, in effect, weaponize this for your consumers. How can you provide this option? Uh, in a cost-effective manner, and where does this fit within your support network in order to help provide customers choices and a high degree of trust to move towards resolution? So, you know, that to me is what I would strongly encourage people to you know, find trusted colleagues that you can sit down and talk about it. You know, what are the representative examples? Um, you know, what does gig mean? Double-click down on gig. Uh, and what does it mean for your business, your brand, your industry, and then more importantly, your operating environment, both from the employee experience as well as the the customer mm. experience, and how can it unleash value? Yeah, that would be my my strong advice to people. There you go. Okay. Well, for anyone listening out there and they want to, they can come. They can come straight to us, or they can come straight to you. So, Nick, how do they how do they get hold? Because you know you you you're bringing gig into your operating models, right? And you're talking to organisations and putting it out there as you know, like you said, a new and emerging stuff. So, if someone's they want to know more, how do they get hold of you, Neil? Yeah, certainly. So, I'm I'm Neil dot Ray N E I L dot R A E at VXI dot com. Can always shoot me a note, um, but certainly VXI dot com is is the website, but you know, feel free to, to shoot me an email. I'm, I'm always willing to make time to, to have conversations with any any buyer out there in the marketplace. And again, we pride ourselves in sharing and having these types of conversations. And for me, gig is, is here to stay. Uh, it's more about how you can apply gig into your operating environment. And we'd be more than happy to have, have that conversation, whether it be by way of the consulting side of, of the organization or perhaps as a, as a solution side. But um, very happy to, to to contact and reach out to anybody um, that wants to have a chat. Good stuff. Well, I think the the the, you know, the fact just to finish from my perspective that you know an organisation the size of VXI and the and the, the consumers and the sorry the, the the customers that you have and introducing this like you say with the, just with the ability to help people consult on why it might be viable, but putting it alongside the traditional model is where things could work best. So for those that are considering this and think, how do I work this in a normal model, then talk to VXI because that's how they can help. If you want to know everything just about pure gig, then you can come to me if you want to or go to Neil as well. So there we go. Mm-hmm. So it's been a fascinating chat. I think, I think um, the, the, the big word I remember from all this is trust, right? So, it, and that, like I say, that if only you can quantify it, but 
maybe that's what gig allows you to do but it, here we go but anyway we'll, we'll be on our soapbox for a time so if you want to know more information go to uh, limitlesstech.com we produce a white paper every year which is um, the future of gig cx and what's going on uh, we call that the gig uh, cx report that's available to download if you want some more information and that talks to the industry leaders it talks to customers it talks to experts and we get all their opinions as to how they, how they view gig and what they think is going on in the world going forward and whether they think it's here to stay and, and why. There we go. So that's um that's a wrap, as we'll, we'll call that one. So we're all done. Neil, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. And um, it's been fascinating talking to you. And um, we look forward to the next show as we uh, walk GeekCX around the world. Cheers. All the best. Thank you. Thanks, Neil. Take care. Yeah. Mm -hmm.